Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to Love Well. Yep, we're still here, still, uh, still doing this thing, and uh, it's it's definitely been a weird week, right? Uh, we are into what uh, they here wrapping up uh, the second full week of um, kind of the COVID nineteen uh, life. And uh, this pandemic continues to spread, continues to grow. And uh, we are wrapping up here in Michigan our first week of stay at home. And, uh, and it's, it's, been, uh, it's been weird. Uh, it has been very, very strange for sure. And so if you are feeling uh, lonely, lost, um, fragile, uh, if you're just kind of feeling like you're you know, you're on the brink financially, uh, emotionally, uh, whatever it might be, uh, reach out, reach out to me, please, please reach out to me. You know how to get a hold of me. You can get a hold of me via Twitter at Daniel M. Rose. You can get a hold of me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Pastor Dan Rose. Uh, you can hit me up on media or on uh, telegram, right? Um, t.me slash Daniel M. Rose. Uh, please reach out if if you if you need somebody to talk to if you need somebody to connect with I will happily connect with you. Also, if you are somebody who needs help, uh, you know, grocery shopping or or something along those lines, I will happily do a porch drop off on your behalf. Please reach out to me. Um, don't hesitate. There is a community of people around you that want to help you, that are available to help you, that will happily, happily help you. So so don't ask. Don't wonder if you should. Just do it. Just just get on board and, uh, and ask for help if you need to. Um, I'm going to put all those links in the show notes. Uh, so please, please absolutely connect with me if, if you need to. Uh, I am, I am here for you. And, uh, and you are you are absolutely well loved, um, and so this whole love well thing—it's not just a shtick uh, for a podcast and a, and a blog. Uh, this is really how uh, I am trying to live, and uh, so many people in my community are also trying to live their lives in a way that demonstrates what it looks like to love well. And so, uh, to do that, sometimes we need to know. We need to know what the needs are. We need to know uh, when when people need a little bit of love, a little bit of connection. Uh, don't hesitate to ask for it. That is that is part of practicing self care. That is part of practicing uh, loving yourself so that you can in turn love your neighbor. Your ability to love your neighbor is limited by your ability. Uh, to love yourself, not in some narcissistic way, um, but in an honest, God-honoring way that, that shows that you understand that you are creating the image of God. And therefore, as you love yourself, as you take care of yourself, what you do is you build capacity to love others, to love your neighbor. And uh, more often than not, I think we're able to see that those people that don't love their neighbor uh, really ultimately at the heart of things, don't love themselves. And so 
Uh, so in the midst of all of this, uh, you know, you got to practice self-care. You got to do some of these things. And, and part of that may be acknowledging the reality that you are not in a position to be able to go out and grocery shop or to get some other things that you need to have uh, to function at home. And if that's the case, reach out. Uh, it may be uh, the acknowledgement that financially you're in a place where you need help. If that's the case, reach out. And, uh, and you, again, hit me up, uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pastor Dan Rose or Twitter at Daniel M. Rose or on Telegram, t.me slash Daniel M. Rose. The links will be in the show notes. Um, let's see. Uh, we are doing uh, all kinds of all kinds of online connection these days. Uh, one of my missional community leaders, Todd Waller, is hosting uh, a happy hour Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, uh, 7:30 p.m. It is an absolute riot. I hosted it uh, on his behalf on Monday because he needed some time for self care. And uh, we had our good friend Brian was serenading us uh, on his guitar and just the laughter and joy and, and blowing off steam together. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. So please, uh, please come and be a part of that. Uh, Down on Tap uh, is a live conversation that my friend Mike and I, uh, we, we kind of call ourselves the Simple Theologians. Uh, we host that on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. Typically, it's at our local bar called the tap room uh, but right now we're doing it online and uh, you can go to the simple theologian page facebook.com slash simple theologian to learn more uh, to see the event to follow along and uh, you know to to catch up on on that information and we're doing that via google meet uh, both the happy hour hangout and out on tap are happening via google meet uh, it's there it's a great time it's an easy app to use and it's free so you can jump on and, and just, just have a great time with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's kind of the big stuff that that's happening right now. Uh, I would ask, uh, you know, a couple things. If you find, uh, this podcast helpful, please share it, uh, throw it out on your socials and just kind of say, Hey, this is a good podcast. Give it a listen. I would really appreciate it. Also, uh, you can subscribe for free to my Substack, uh, my Lovewell Stubs Substack at uh, danrose.substack.com. I just go there, subscribe, and uh, you'll get uh, approximately six emails each week. One, one a morning uh, that has what I've written that day, and uh, and then on Fridays this podcast will show up in your inbox. Um, Saturdays I do a. Uh, I do a collection that I call the Love the Love Well Rundown, which is a collection of links throughout the week that uh, me and a few other folks have collected. Uh, that it just shows people that are loving well and kind of kind of restores maybe some hope uh, in humanity, right? So that's what you can expect when you subscribe to my Substack, and uh, and I and I hope I hope you will do so uh, again. That's Dan danrose.substack.com and uh, you can subscribe there for free so so please please do now let's uh let's get on to this week's episode uh we are continuing our series on parenting principles and uh this week it's uh this parenting principle is speak with them 
right? Uh, so there is this great video that circulates on social media every so often. Uh, it's a dad and his son sitting on the couch watching a show together. And it's absolutely adorable. Um, if you if you run across it, you will it will make you it will just make you happy. It will make you smile. Uh, and they are having this in depth conversation about whatever it is they are watching. It's hilarious. The little guy is probably maybe one. Like I don't think he's at that age that he's walking. But, you know, he's just like, I do, blah, 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 I do, do. he's just babbling away. And his dad's like, I know, right? I mean, look at that. And, and, and they are just talking and responding to one another. And it is, it is absolutely brilliant. And, uh, and it is such a great display of one of the principles that Amy and I have followed over our years of parenting. And uh, it's that, that we've made the conscious decision to speak with our kids, not to speak to them, but to speak with them. Uh, there's an old saying that children are to be seen, not heard. And I got to tell you, that's, that's, that's baloney. It's just, that's just, that's absolute and utter crap. Kids are part of our family structure. They're critically important members of our household and they need to speak and be spoken to. Flat out. Like that's just, that is just the reality. And, uh, and so over the years, we've, We've had to make some big, you know, we've had to make some big family decisions, right? Well, all of us do. Every family has, has these, these huge, huge moments. And in some families, uh, you know, maybe one or both parents make the decision and then they tell the family what they're going to do. And that's not the approach that Amy and I have taken. And, uh, and I think as a result, it's, it's created some healthy, uh, some healthy rhythms, some healthy communication uh, processes in our home. Uh, but what we have done when we've had to make these big family decisions is that we we get around a table and we talk through the decision together. Uh, we don't speak down to our kids. We don't treat them like they're stupid. We don't treat them like uh, they don't know anything. Uh, we we tell them like it is. We give them the raw and honest facts, and then we invite them into the process. And so often, I am beyond thankful for the insight and input they have offered because our kids know more than we give them credit for. They are aware of things that, that maybe we aren't. They, they see into areas that are blind spots for us. And that's really, really important for us as adults to grasp. And not only that, but we have spent their whole lives teaching them and training them and, and in inputting to them our principles, the things that we think are important. And, and so when they speak, when they speak into these family issues, they are bringing all of those things to bear and oftentimes with less baggage than we have. And so they can, they can bring a level of truth and honesty um, that, that oftentimes uh, we might miss. And because we engage them in this way, uh, they have always felt part of the decision-making process. And as a result, they have owned the decisions uh, with my wife and I. And that's really important as you move together through this life as a family, that the whole family owns these big decision points. Uh, so here's, here's the other reality though. I'm not, I'm not a child psychologist. 
you know, I took a, I took a, a child psychology class in college. You know, that was before the dinosaurs walked the earth, I think. Um, and so take, take everything I'm about to say with a, with a huge grain of salt. I did a bit of research uh, on the Google machine uh, regarding talking to your babies. Now, some research shows that baby talk, you know, you know, that kind of thing, um, that, that it's good. Some research shows that using real language with your baby uh, is the best. I think that the key thing to remember is that whichever approach you use, what is important is that you are engaging your child, right? So if you're a, a goo goo or poopy pinky duck, you don't much. If you're that person, or if you're the person that is going to use real adult talk uh, with your babies, it's probably not so much the actual words you use as much as it is the fact that you are willing to engage them verbally with sounds coming out of your mouth. This is the important stuff. Um, we, we weren't big baby talk people. Like that was not, that just was not our MO. Um, we typically spoke to our kids like we would anyone else. And I think, I think that helped them in language development and having the confidence to speak with a variety of people. One of the things that people have consistently said about our kids as they have interacted with them uh, is, is how articulate they are and how they are able to engage with adults and how they are able to have these other kinds of conversations. Um, and that's, and I think that's the result of uh, Amy and I using kind of adult language with them from, from the beginning. Now in our day and age, uh, one of the most difficult things to do is to put our mobile devices away and be present with those around us, right? That's, that's hard. Um, the little, our little handheld computers are ever present. My kids have called me out more times than I can count about my device at the dinner table. Why? Because they want me to be present with them. And the reason they want me to be present with them is because we have always spoken with them. We have always been present with them. And that is, that is normal. Because that is normal. Me having my head buried into my phone is abnormal. That to them is not appropriate. And so they call me out on it. And because that is that is a disengagement for their whole lives. We have been intentional to engage them in conversation. As a result, when we are disengaged, it bothers them. And they know that they can call us on that. It's never fun to be challenged by your kids. But when it does, when it does happen, when they challenge you, you are wise to listen. And that has been a very hard thing for me to learn. But I am learning it. I'm starting to figure it out and I'm starting to realize how absolutely critically important their critique of me in certain moments uh, is. And it is shaping me and it is developing me and it's helping me grow as a man because my kids speak into my life and I and I listen to them and this leads us to the next thing part of the process of speaking to our children is teaching them how to have conversations there are little things that we need to teach our kids 
about communicating, about speaking with people, about having these conversations. Little things like look people in the eyes when you meet them or turn your body to face the person you're speaking to. We try really hard to not simply yell to one another from other rooms in our home, right? Uh, my, you know, Amy, Amy is really good about intentionally inviting us to whatever room she is in to talk, right? I mean, the, growing up, we were, we were a yell from the other room. Um, it was three boys and my mom most of the time, right? And, and so we, we were yelling to the other room, folks. Um, not my mom. Uh, I think it drove my mom crazy. But my brothers and I, is, that's how we, that is how we rolled. And we have, we've been pretty intentional uh, to, not, to not do that. And, and, it's, and, it, and it's, been, it's been hard. Um, because here's the thing. When you actually talk to your kids and talk with your kids, they learn from you how to engage in conversation. Remember, much of this is caught, not taught. We cannot be afraid of having hard conversations with our kids. Whether it is religion, politics, our bodies, pop culture, or anything in between, I try to be as honest as possible with them. There are times when I'm not an open book, right? Because it's it's not uh, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically uh, beneficial for them, and uh, and so and so sometimes I do withhold some stuff. However, and here's the balance. If I want them to be authentic with me, I have to be authentic with them. And that is a fine line that we have to walk. And, and as they get older, uh, I am more and more open with them. I have conversations with my kids now that I would never have had 10 years ago, right? When they were 8 and 6. But now that they're 18 and 16, it's it's pretty much a... It's pretty much a wide open, a wide open conversation. Uh, as our kids have walked through the various difficulties of life, there have been many conversations about my own doubts and struggles. I haven't hidden those. Because of that, it, it creates a context where they know that we can talk about such things. Because Amy and I don't have it all figured out, just like they don't. And because we don't, they don't have to. They don't have to have some sort of false uh, sense of I've got it all together. They can, they can enter in uh, with questions and doubts and fears because they know that Amy and I too have questions, doubts, and fears. Now, what's inherent in all of this um, is the absolute necessity for us as parents to listen. Too often we think we have it all figured out. And when it comes to engaging with our kids, we are simply waiting for our next opportunity to speak. That's not conversation. That's not engagement. So we have to be intentional about listening. And if we're really honest, that's how most of our conversations go. Not just with our kids, but with other people. where We're just waiting to talk. And so... What happens when you start listening? Well, when you start listening to your kids or anybody else for that matter, it communicates trust, respect, and love. It's very difficult to listen to somebody you don't trust. It's even harder if you don't respect them. And if you don't love them, it might be impossible.
flat out. So if we want to build authentic relationships with our kids, we must listen to them. And you know what? They know when we're not paying attention or when we're going through the motions. <laughs> it just They can tell. They can see through the bullcrap. They can see through your glazed eyes. They can sense it, they know it, and they, can, and, they, and they see right through it. Now, there are times when this is gonna happen, right? The 117th time they've talked about some TV show that you have no interest in, your eyes are gonna glaze over. It's gonna happen. But we have to be sure that we are listening intently so as to not miss what's important. And again, the fine line here, guys, this is art, not science. This is not easy at all. Um, you see, they will give us clues as to why something is important to them. Why is this TV show so important? If we can tap into the why, if we can discover that, then we can fan that into a flame. And we, can, and we can make something of it. And we can engage them in a depth that is, that is beyond some silly TV show that we don't like. And so all of this, all of this just keeps circling back to the principle of speak with them. When we intentionally engage our kids in conversation, we begin to create the environment for so many of the other principles. This, this is important. Speaking with them creates the environment for so many of the other principles because it opens authentic lines of communication and listening, which develops trust, respect, and love. So this is part of what we need to do uh, to parent well. And if we parent, for those of us that are parents or about to be parents or hope to someday become parents, um, you know, this is this is one way that we can love well. And really, this uh, speaking with them, we can take these principles and apply them to any relationship. Take this principle and apply it to any relationship that you have, and it will help you to love well. That's what I love about this principle. It's not a parenting-only deal. So, uh, you know, thanks for, thanks for coming and hanging out and uh, being with me for these few minutes. And uh, as you are walking through uh, this next week, love well, my friends. 